uncovering your truth and fire one conversation at a time. This is the Spitfire Podcast. The Spitfire Podcast is brought to you by the Spitfire Coach based in Washington, D.C. If you want to put the fun back in your business or the passion back in your career, head on over to spitfirecoach.com and click on the complimentary discovery call link so you can find out how coaching can light a fire under you. What's going on, guys? It's your host, Lauren Lemonian, and we are on episode 52. That's right. On a weekly basis, we are coming to you every single time. That's 52 times, which means we are on our one-year anniversary show. So this time, we are going to do updates from our past guests. I'll give you some sneak peeks on what they're up to, what they have accomplished, and where they've seen some mindset shifts come up since being on the Spitfire podcast. So if you want to check in with past guests, feel free to listen back to their show. I'll make note of which show they were on. We'll have links in the show notes, and we'll have a more extended version of their responses when I ask them, hey, what have you been up to? So enjoy episode 52. There's a saying, and I'm not sure who said it, but we tend to overestimate what we can do in a day and underestimate what we can do in a year. And the reason that I wanted to do this year catch-up is because sometimes we need a full year to let an idea, that seed of an idea, really germinate, incubate, and grow into what it's meant to be. Not be forced, not be strong-armed, but to let it grow and flourish. And when I look back on all of these updates from past guests, there's been tons of growth, tons of change, tons of shifts that you can almost listen to the butt of the idea in the episode that they were on. You can hear the inklings of inspiration. You can tell that they're onto something, but they don't come out and say it. But what was amazing is that a lot of the seeds that were planted on their episodes have come true, have come to fruition. So this is the time to celebrate the coming and the believing of the idea into reality, Uh, the celebration of trusting the vision and of not letting fear stop them in their way, because this is what it truly means to be a spitfire. When you can share your successes when you trust other people, when you bring other people in, when people are just naturally attracted to you and want to be a part of your success, that's what it means to be a spitfire, to hold on to that passion, that purpose, that motivation, and to truly go for it and to take care of yourself in the process. So I'm going to share a little bit from some past guests. Uh, We're going to do some high-level updates, and we'll see where it goes. First up, from episode four, we had Aaron San from Eat Yoga Drink. Now, at that time, Aaron was working in a school. She was a teacher, and she was also running Eat Yoga Drink on the weekends. Now, she was episode four, which means that she was like in December or January. And she wrote, a lot has changed since we spoke nearly a year ago. As I often advise my students to let go of things that no longer serve you, I took yet another risk and quit my job this year. I worked for Arlington Public Schools for 20 years, was on the pension track, had job and financial security, all that. But I was miserable. My work was no longer aligned with my passion and purpose, so I ditched it to make space for what fills me up and brings me joy. So I'm fully dedicated to Eat Yoga Drink and other side gigs that have sprung up organically through connections and me putting myself out there. In addition to my yoga and mindfulness events, I started teaching undergraduate yoga mindfulness courses at George Washington University, and APS, so Arlington Public Schools, has hired her to teach mindfulness workshops 
And she picked up a few more private clients and she did more corporate gigs. And she's having an absolute blast on her own and on her own time. (laughs) She's not making as much money yet, but her life motto is you can always make money, but you can't always make time. So I'm living my truth to the fullest right now. And as a side note, this was in her show. She is now teaching yoga at wineries. So I'm super excited about that because I don't drink beer. Um, And the excuse of that's not my place, no longer in existence. So she did some classes at Paradise Springs Winery and had 50 to 60 yogis practicing there. So there's going to be more coming up with warmer weather. So make sure you check out eatyogadrink.com. Hit her up on Facebook. She's on Twitter and Instagram and all that jazz. And uh, you get your detox, retox, all that fun stuff on. So congrats, Erin. Super pumped and proud of you and can't wait to have you back on the show. Next up in episode five, we had Eli Lev. He was our folk rock and roller. And if you can recall all the way back on episode five, we were talking a lot about social media and what Eli thought about the kind of mundane task of of managing it. So we were able to create a mindset shift and create a new framework from it. And now he is using it as an opportunity rather than as a burden. He's also reported that time management is a lot better now, uh, now that he has his to-do list right in his calendar, so it's scheduled in there. Awesome job, Eli. Uh, And he's taking much better care of his spiritual and physical health with the scheduling and times in his week. Uh, Writing is becoming more of an exciting process instead of a chore because he's got it scheduled in. Are you sensing a theme here? So when you can schedule in the things that are important to you, it actually opens you up to creativity. So this whole idea that artists, that musicians, that anybody in the creative space has to have this chaos going on or they're not good at time management and organization, complete bullocks. Eli is the case in point that you can create structure to allow the freedom to create. So if you need some tips on this, this is stuff that I work with clients on all the time. But a quick tip is to write down the things that you would love to accomplish in a day consistently and how much time you need in order to accomplish them. Then what time of the day do you feel most energized to do it? Now, if you have things that kind of compete with it, like work, like the nine to five, maybe you can carve out some time in the beginning of the day or at the end of the day. And when we look forward to doing things, when we're in a state of wanting to do it, we're actually more energized, more creative, more fulfilled when we do it rather than seeing it as another box on our growing to-do list. Don't think of it as a chore. This is your creativity. This is your expression. So find the time that allows you to express the fun and enjoyment from it. Awesome job, Eli. You've got tons of cool stuff, lots of great shows coming through. We're going to have all of his accomplishments, including an upcoming record, uh, in the show notes. So make sure you check out Eli Lev on Facebook, Instagram, if you're not already following him. We are moving ahead to episode nine with Ginny Hill. Now, Ginny got her start. She's now lead singer in a lot of projects, but she got her start as a karaoke queen. She got up on stage and really busted through her stage fright and all of the limitations at the age of 30. And we talked a lot about the shoulds and expectations uh, that we put on ourselves and that we absorb from other people. And if you recall that show, it was episode nine. We talked about what Ginny's vision was for the future. And she talked about a lot of venues in the DC area that she would love to play. And I think she maybe has two that are still open so she she joined a new group called higher numbers and played rock and roll hotel twice uh dc9's coming up 
the uh, Dangerously D- Delicious Pie Shop. So if you're in D.C., it's a super cool venue, and they've got a pie shop downstairs, savory and sweet. Um, and she played the Black Hat and the Rock and Roll Marathon again. Uh, the bullpen is still elusive, and I think that it actually may be shutting down. Don't quote me on that, but you know, with all the construction and development, having a bunch of storage bins and fun space that's outdoors is not a high priority. So hopefully... That comes true for Ginny. If you know anybody, make sure you connect her. She's got multiple projects going on, and she is all about connecting. So if you connect her, I'm sure she will pay it forward for you too. Uh, She's also doing a Tuesday night open mic uh, at South House, which I attended a couple weeks ago. You should definitely check it out if you're free on Tuesday nights. And if you are a performer or you like music, hit up Ginny Hill. Moving up the line, we are on episode 11 with Ariana Rahak from Association Success. Now, if you remember that show, she was super burdened by this idea of over-exceeding expectations. So I think she said something that her boss expected almost a 20% overage in output to stretch her. Uh, and it seemed to be creating some stress. And funny enough... Throughout this process of this podcast and in her executing another association success surge, she has added amazing talent to her team. She's delegating away and she's enjoying the process. And I'm super excited to report that I'm going to be on the next association success surge next week, actually this week, on November 8th at 2 o'clock talking about productivity. The theme of association success surge is optimism. And optimism is totally what the Spitfire podcast is all about. So even if you're not an association professional, it's a free three-day online virtual conference. Go to associationsuccess.org, register, tell your friends about it, tell your colleagues about it. There's tons of amazing speakers. You're going to get amazing nuggets, and you can take part in a live chat with the speakers and other attendees. That's associationsuccess.org. Register today. Check it out November 7th through 9th. Episode 12 was LJ Samuel. I call her Lori. She's my good friend from Cupid Sting. Now, Cupid Sting has been expanding like nobody's business. They are doing self-defense trainings. They're speaking out at uh, town forums and having educational seminars for people to learn about self-defense interpersonal relationship issues, and how do you prevent this as a society and a community? So head on over to cupidsting.org. So that's C-U-P-I-D-S-S-T-I-N-G.org. See how you can catch a future event, support the movement, and learn how you can prevent domestic violence. Episode 15 was with Cassie Carpinito. She was our watercolorous wonder, and you probably have seen the image that she created for the show floating around. It's pretty awesome. Big changes for Cassie as well. This is the theme of today's show. She moved to uh, Warrington after being in North Carolina, and now she's going to Richmond. So if you're in the Richmond area, make sure you check her out. Uh, The big theme that we were talking about was pricing. And when Cassie wrote the update, she let us know that she was super uncomfortable with pricing for a long time. But over the last year, she's gotten it down to a science, and she's feeling far more comfortable with her pricing structure, the formulas she uses, and how and why she charges what she charges rather than just copying someone else's pricing. Now, this is big because we were talking about comparison and the Etsy struggle of how people really uh, create a low cheapifying of of pricing, which makes you think that you have to drop your prices. So it's not about doing what other people are doing, but to understand what you're comfortable with. So when you think about your pricing, what goes into it? Is it your time? Is it supplies? Is it your expertise? Is it the perception? 
And a lot of times we look at what other people are doing, which is great for research. But if it doesn't feel like it's coming for you, like if you feel like you're chasing something, you're not going to be comfortable in selling that. And that's really what pricing is about. It has to be an expression of you and your worth. And you've got to feel confident in pitching it because people will sniff that out in two seconds if you're wavering at all. So awesome job, Cassie. She is now getting into the wedding space and really kicking ass on that. And she's getting into teaching. So if you're interested in watercolor, uh, she's got some ebooks coming out and she's doing some small workshops in a new space. So head on over to Cassie Creative uh, on Instagram and hit her up. Let her know that you're interested. And if you're in the Richmond area, check her out. She's going to be at some local spots, I think. And uh, keep posted. Next up is episode 16 with Belinda Brown. And I'm going to share her exact words when I asked her for annual update. Because there's a lot of good lessons learned for all the entrepreneurs and business owners out there around mindset and how it could be holding you back from the true growth that you desire. So this is from Belinda. Since February, I have shifted my focus to be an entrepreneur and not only a business operator. I had spent years operating a business, investing time and energy in all areas without strategically thinking as I was doing my best to be recognized as a thought leader. Does that sound familiar? It does for me. This has served me well. However, in 2018, it was restraining the expansion and growth of equanimity executive and by being the most important operator, also containing my desire to have a family. The mindset shift occurred late 2017, and it took me over seven months to be where I am today with my business and my life. I've created effective processes and systems to run Equanimity Executive and deferred some responsibilities to an executive assistant and decided to hire a business development manager, a project coordinator, and to look at my finances from a fresh and empowering perspective. It was scary to think that I could have several employees on payroll when I was paying myself a minimal income in 2017 to keep investing. The financial shift happened after attending a Tony Robbins event called Business Mastery in June 2018 in Rotterdam, Netherlands, and it gave me the clarity and the courage to look at my finances in the eyes. My biggest aha moment was when I realized that I could continue to grow my business while sharing with other coaches who only want to serve and coach but that I could triple my income by doing so. 2019 is looking amazing already from a teamwork standpoint with my desire to add three coaches to my staff. In addition, the plan is to continue to develop value-added solutions consistently for our clients so we increase our renewal rate by 10% each month. And lastly, the sustainability of my business model opens the door widely to potentially welcome a new family member or two within the next few months. This is what I call work-life integration at its best. Who cares about work-life balance when you can find the equilibrium that enables you to perform at your best? By being a business owner and coach, and not only a business operator, I am the leader I always knew I could be, and I continue to facilitate culture and organizational transformations. Awesome job, Belinda. I can see how that mindset shift has worked for you. Lots of awesome seeds there. So what I took away from that is once Belinda got in the driver's seat of where she wanted to go, she could create that plan and that strategy and start to look that fear right in the face. Whatever she was resisting around adding staff or what it meant to really be successful by bringing other people on, she was able to make that full-on shift. So whatever it is that you're feeling afraid of, that you feel like you need to be successful, what excuses are you coming up with to stop you in your tracks? Are they real fears or are they assumed fears? 
and are they really fears to your success? So lots of things to think about from Belinda's update. I know I'm going to go back and look at my strategy for 2019. I'm doing a goal setting session later today, so I'm super pumped. Next up in episode 20 is Patricia Brooks. She is our Courage Catalyst, growing bold in Perpignan, France, and she's still there and from what I can see, looks super duper happy. And she wrote a, an update for all of us, so I'm going to share that from her. So Patricia writes, I've come to terms with freedom being a top value for me, and as such, I've learned to truly see myself as an entrepreneur. My reshaped vision of what it means to be an entrepreneur, not of the negative stereotypes that cause me to disassociate from this title. This is allowing me to go all in and approach my coaching business more seriously. I'm now consistently applying the structure and discipline to it that will bring me greater success and even more freedom, and I'm truly excited about the prospects. I continue to listen to my intuition, and that has led me to launch the Discovering Courage podcast. Oh, and it was inspired by the Spitfire podcast. Hey, hey, seed planning. I've met interesting people and gained new insights and perspectives that move me forward. This is in itself a wonderful education. So Patricia still thinks moving to France was the right decision, but she's not sure why her higher self brought her specifically to Perpignan. So it's been a little under a year that Patricia came to Perpignan, France, uh, and she's settled in, but a year isn't a long time. And she's made some friends and she started dating too. Woohoo! You go, girl. So a year isn't a long time, as Patricia writes. I've settled in and adjusted to France and want to stay for a long time. I've made some friends and started dating too. And I've started getting comfortable here. But as January approaches, I'm working through fears and doubts of returning to the States to apply for another visa and navigate the maze so that I can make the next time easier. I'm trying to ground myself in non-attachment while working to make this move to France more permanent. My thoughts turn planning my return of hopefully six or eight weeks and figuring out where I'll lay my head and what car I'll drive, stuff like that. It scares her a little bit, and the gremlins are still there. Ah. The gremlins are always going to be there, guys. So the key thing on this is when that fear comes in is what is the fear asking you for? What is the fear need? And what is the fear telling you that you're avoiding? And for Patricia, she did, the fear is around not being able to stay in France and having the power go away from her because the visa process is not always in our hands. But if Patricia continues to trust her gut and that intuition, I guarantee she will see that clarity. Now, when we talked to Patricia, she was working on her second book, and so we have an update on the book. Uh, Patricia writes, I'm still in the process of compiling it. The focus has shifted a little, and I had asked her where she gets ideas to write, and she said that they were in everyday events and experiences. So now the new working title is Unconventional Wisdom, where she will share insights that she's found in seemingly insignificant events of her life in France, uh, from doing things that are sometimes counter to logic, from simply being. And it's going to include a bunch of stories and lessons that she's learned. And she's been doing a bunch of Facebook Lives. So if you aren't following Patricia Brooks, find her or ask me for her info because she's been doing some awesome Facebook Lives that are super inspiring. So I can't wait to see what's coming up next for you, Patricia. I miss you. I haven't seen you in forever. Uh, And I can't wait to be back on the Discovering Courage podcast. We'll see what other seeds we can plant with her. Episode 21 was with JC from Bailiwick. Now, if you're not from D.C., I'm so sorry, but they make amazing D.C. designs on T-shirts, and we all wear them with pride, whether we're at a sporting game or just 
hanging out around town. I have been uh, hanging out with JC and the guys, helping him sell some shirts around town, and he is killing it. Now, the news that JC has is they recently just purchased a DC neighborhood-based design company called Territory. So that's T-E-E-R-R-I-T-O-R-Y. They do more of the neighborhood design. So if you're from Shaw or A Street or any of those, they have specific ones. So they're really investing and growing the DC brand and getting really specific on those neighborhoods. So congrats, guys. Super excited. Can't wait to see you guys in the new designs and keep killing it. Episode 22 was with Deborah Alferone, and when we spoke to her, she was an anchor at USA 9, and I believe it was last month she left her job after six years. She needed to focus full-time on what she is passionate about, so it's helping people rewrite their own story through one-on-one coaching, online courses, speaking engagements, her book, and through social media. She's super excited about it, and she's going to be launching a new website in December and some courses in the new year. And she's working on some worksheets. She's actually going to be joining us in the Spitfire Circle. Super excited to have her get those goals accomplished. So head on over to DebraAlfron.com and stay tuned for some new courses if you are interested in rewriting your story. Episode 24 was with Sip City. So that was our Switchel girls and lots of growth for Sip City. Uh, I recently saw them in my local Whole Foods in Navy Yard and I was super excited and Nikki was there. So I got to chat with her a bit. Uh, Nikki tells me that Sip City is now in over 40 stores up and down the East Coast. I saw them in Brooklyn. They're, I think, in Baltimore, throughout DC. They're in New York. So hit them up, find them, go get yourself a bunch of bottles. I know my tummy feels better after I have it. And I'm super excited to see what Nikki's up to, uh, growing this thing, maybe a possible rebrand. We shall see. But check out SipCityDC.com and find out where the closest Sip City is to you. Episode 32 was with Andromeda Peters. Now, when we spoke to her, she was Miss United States Virginia. But within weeks of being on the show, she became Miss United States. And she is now able to execute her vision of promoting self-care and mental health all across this land. I'm super proud of you, Andromeda, and I'm super excited to be working with you in the future. And I'd like to hope that we planted some seeds of awesomeness with your positive mindset and becoming Miss United States. That's right. We pick winners here on the Spitfire podcast. So if you would like to plant some seeds, you can come on the show too. I don't know if you want to do pageants, but hey, you never know. Congrats, Andromeda. (laughs) So episode 34 was with our photographer, Sarisa. Now, she gave us four different points on updates, so I'm going to read it right from her update. Number one, I found that I'm getting better at being more present at home and truly enjoying this life that starting a business affords me. But I do find that during busier times, I have more days where it's still an exercise to be present at home with work. So it's disciplining myself to block out the things I don't need to be thinking about right at that moment, or I start spinning in circles. Does anybody else have this issue? It's pretty hard to keep organized when you feel like you have mounting responsibilities and you feel like people are pulling you in 12 different directions. So welcome to being human, Sarisa. You're fine. Just remember what's important and remember to breathe. Number two, I found a group of creative individuals in DC at Foster Collaborative. It's kind of added a whole dimension to my business. I take myself more seriously. I have space to be an adult, businesswoman, and me. And we talked about finding the ideal clients, but I've also found ideal people to collaborate with, who I enjoy supporting and cheering on, and who support me and have taught me a lot. 
It feels less lonely being a small business owner. Now, isolation is a huge issue for entrepreneurs. We think we have to do it ourselves. We try to save money by working from home. But when we don't have that support, when we don't have that collaboration, we actually are stunting our creativity. So in Cerise's case, she amplified and leveled up by investing in space, in a professional space, which has afforded her more than she ever would have uh, just by finding space. The people that were in there have really allowed her to see herself as a professional. Number three, I have also found ideal clients. I found that my inquiries are more specific and people inquire and mention my style and what they find unique about it. And they don't question my pricing. I found it's less of a job to attract people who really will jive with who I am and work with and love what I do. Basically, I guess I've refined my brand and more often than not, when someone does decide to book me, they're going to be a good fit. And this makes it so natural to connect to the situation and create art that I love. Now, this is a great point for people that feel like they have to be all things to all people. You know, when you're chasing what other people want, you're losing your power. So when you feel like, well, people don't get me, be more yourself then. Really be you. Niche down, but don't try to apply and customize that based on who you think you want to work with. Create who you want to work with by creating awesome work. And don't feel like you have to be flexible and adjust your pricing or your packages. If it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Number four, businesses. I've started working with some local businesses who found my look and feel to work with their products. I'm just so excited to be meeting so many enthusiastic and motivated people. So it sounds like Sarisa has not only found her voice, but she's found her tribe in the people that inspire her and the people she works with. And this is what it truly means to have brand, vision, and value alignment. So if you aren't feeling this, go back to your values. Who are you as a person? What is your business? And do they sync up? And then find those people or just put yourself out there and see who comes in and how you can attract them in. Episode 35 was with Emma Sage and she was just about to move to California and was feeling nervous about doing that. And we can happily report that she is now in Santa Monica. And I just saw her post about doing a craft fair and artist market out there. And she's going back and forth from the East to West Coast hawking her design. So if you are interested in checking out her stuff, it's emmasagefineart.com. And our last update comes from Chelsea Cole. Now, I found her on Side Hustle School because I like to stalk around and find other podcasts and cool people doing cool stuff. And Chelsea and I had a great time talking about what I thought we would never talk about, which was her cookbook. And it's coming out this month. She's been shooting, uh, doing photo shoots of the dishes. And we did a little brainstorm session about the title of the book, which I'm super excited about. And she's up to some really cool stuff. She's even started an Airbnb. So if you're in the Portland area, check it out. I'm going to put the link to the Instagram account. It is gorgeous in there. I don't know why you're not doing interior design, Chelsea, because it's amazing. So check out a duck's oven, Chelsea Cole, and all of the great stuff she's up to. Once she has the book out, I will be sure to post an update. Thanks so much for checking out episode 52 of the Spitfire podcast. I would love to hear your feedback. If you think you're a Spitfire or you know a Spitfire, we would love to have them on the show. I'm realizing now that I love interviewing people and getting inspired by having them on the show 
We have some new interviews coming up for season two. Holy crap, season two. So if you're not subscribed to the Spitfire podcast, head on over to Apple iTunes. We are actually now on Spotify as well. So you can hit us up there, the Spitfire podcast. Check out spitfirecoach.com and leave a review. We'd love to know what you think and feel free to pass this along to anyone that you know is a Spitfire or that needs to see the Spitfire in them. And just as a reminder, if you haven't picked up Spitting Fire, your guide to reignite and maintain your passion at homework and beyond today, it is available on Kindle at Amazon. So you can look up Spitting Fire under the Kindle section, the book section section on Amazon, or you can go to spitfirecoach.com slash book. Thank you so much for your support. Thanks for being a listener. Thanks for listening to all the updates. I'm super inspired by them. And I can't wait to hear more stories of awesomeness so I can bring it to you, our awesome Spitfire listeners. So for all the Spitfires out there, keep being awesome.